Hi, I'm your host, Timothy Barr, and this is the BS Show. How's it going? It's going. It's going indeed. Yeah. I have Caleb and Curtis. Hey. Oh, hi there. Hi there. Uh, I'm me, and uh, it's the day before Easter, <coughs> so that's cool. Yeah. Bunnies. Well, for the listener, is the day after Easter. Yeah. It's true. It's true. We're just saying nothing but facts, folks. <laughs> Fact on fact on fact. On fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's been two weeks since we've been together because we recorded two. We uh, double dipped. We double dipped because uh, someone went on an adventure and I can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to tell the story. Uh, I had a birthday. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm an old man now. No, you're not. Like officially? Yeah, officially. No, you're not. I'm officially in my late 30s. So, yeah. uh, come on. That's like ancient. That's to, like, <laughs> I need to have a will already. To quote Bonnie Python, I'm 37. I'm not old. <laughs> I look forward to saying that myself in a week. Yeah, yeah. I've already embraced death. It's fine. It's fine. Embrace whatever you want. You're still <laughs> alive, though. Maybe. We'll get into it. I don't know. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> <clears throat> Well, uh, for me, a lot's actually going on. It's been yeah. a little like chaotic. Uh, most of it's good. Kate and I were supposed to go to Denver to visit my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we got a late flight. It was going to leave around 9.30 at night. Mm-hmm. That way we'd get to Denver around like 10.30 their time, sleep it off, have a couple days to go visit Denver and, and hang with family. Sadly, <clears throat> I got a notification at about 7.30, like right before we were supposed to go, saying... Your flight is delayed by 20 minutes. 10 minutes later, your flight is delayed by 45 minutes. And it just kept going and going and going till <clears throat> I called uh, Southwest Airlines. I don't mind putting them on blast because every time I've tried to fly with Southwest in the past five years, something has gone terribly wrong. I had a flight when I was trying to go to my bachelor party where they were like, we don't have a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a pilot. Dad, gum. Well, that's so, when you stand up and you're like, I got this, guys. Yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I need to get to my bachelor party. It's the Royal Rumble. You don't understand. Anyways, uh, basically, they kept pushing it back until like it was going to take off at like four in the morning. I'm like, you are savages. How dare you think I'm going to be at the airport at that time to fly out? And they're like, well, we can get you another flight. It'll just be at about 7.30 p.m. the next day, which cut our visit almost in half to Denver. So the missus and I said, we'll just take a voucher. We got free tickets for another ride in the future. We drove to Kansas City, which nothing says romance like getting a hotel across the street from a hospital in Kansas City. Mm, I did great booking that hospital, I will say. Not really. Because <clears throat> randomly at night, we would just hear the sirens go off. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, this Perfect. is great. Good. Slept terrible, but I will say Kansas City is a cool town. It is. I will. S- I agree. Let me go with the negative first. Whoever planned out the city should be shot in the dick. Yes. Even if it's a woman, she should be shot in her dick. <laughs> she should grow a penis. <laughs> and get it shot off. Because I'm sorry, those roads made no sense at mm-hmm. all. It was the yeah. worst. And St. Louis isn't the best either. But that there's no grid, I feel like, when it comes to Kansas City. It's just like, hey, put a street there, Jimmy. And they just were like, okay. This, and it just made no sense the entire part. Yeah, drive, even driving through Kansas City is like, what highway do I need to yeah, be on? Yeah, which lane, which lane <laughs> now, do I need to be in? Quick. Yeah, there, yeah there's, there were a lot of left exits, which I'm like, thank God I had like GPS and Google to, to help me get through that. Uh-huh. But let me get to the positives. 
The World War I Museum is amazing. Their art museum is really cool, too. We walked through that later at night. It was really interesting. Uh, the the uh, Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame was there. That was so cool. I, I love checking that out. And the food was really good, too. So the missus and I had a great time. Good. It wasn't Denver, but it was still fun. So Good. Yeah. Also, I had an interview for a job this week. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to do. All right. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get offered the position. Like I'm about 75% sure. Mm-hmm. So that felt nice. But in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I, do I want this? Do I not? Am I too tired to know what I want in Is life at this point? Internal or another? it's internal. Okay. Yeah. It's still with Centene. I love my team, but basically my boss is like, hey, your skills are not going to be used because we're pivoting. We're not going to let you go, but you're going to be miserable. And yeah, I don't want to look at Excel docs all day. So um, I said, all right, well, I'm going to start exploring. She said, well, we might have something for you. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to be able to plan my next step as -hmm. opposed to having like a boss say, hey, this is an internal team. We could just move you right over there. And Maybe I would like it, but I just started doing my own work to see if, okay, will I enjoy this position? Will I not? I've reached out to like three teams and I've had one interview set up and possibly I might have two more with two other teams. So there's options aplenty at this point, but um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Also, um, I really need to say this as well. If you don't hear from me next week, folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, something happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going skydiving a week from today. Oh, yeah. So, a, a week from tomorrow, I should say. Uh, so, I was planning on us maybe doing the pod after uh, my skydiving experience. If we don't show up, Tim, it was it was a pleasure, y'all. <laughs> it was an pl- absolute pleasure. That would be exciting. We'll do a memorial um, <laughs> podcast. Memorial for Caleb. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure I'm going to be fine. But like, I just have to make jokes about it in order to like not be nervous about it. So that's oh, that's where I'm coming from. I, we'll just know that we're already planning your memorial. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet of you guys. Thank you so much for being great friends. <laughs> On a podcast that yeah, maybe 20 people listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know like three of them are family. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Mm-hmm. We'll invite them on. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. In memoriam. <laughs> They'll be like, he's an idiot. He went skydiving. He's deserved not deserved it. Anyways, I shouldn't joke about this. I know there's some people out there who listen that would be like, please stop joking about your death. I really don't like that. And I understand. Yeah, you're you're probably married to one. It's fine. Yeah, I am. She's the best, and I I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Curtis Pivoting from death. Um, yeah, good luck talking that. Well, I was going to say that I'm in a similar situation. Of death? Aside from the whole death and skydiving okay. portion. Right. But job transition. Yeah. Because I actually have been offered a position, and so I quit my job, but there were some difficulties with the background check. Ooh. Uh, not like because of me or who I am. But something like they're using a third party and they decided to change some of their like file names. And so I didn't get the like email for consent to do a background check for like a week after the offer. Nice. So background checks are scary, man. I've had some where I, I gave them all honest information and the companies you work for might change a title or they the you know, the leadership that was once there has changed. So mm-hmm. there's no reference. It's like listen, all of this I told you is true. 
if you can't find the information, it doesn't mean it's wrong. And they typically figure it out. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. It's Sweet. just I'm unemployed because yeah. I already quit my job and just waiting on them to. Will you get to work from home at all with this new job? Yes. That is actually the biggest perk Sweet. is. So I'll be in office the first two weeks for training. And then after that, I will only go into office four days a month. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Do you want to say the company yet or? Uh, not yet. Okay. That's fine. It's a very old and very big <clears throat> company that everybody has at least heard of. Bear Stearns. Yes. Enron. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Definitely not Enron. Oh, okay. <laughs> Goldman Sachs. <laughs> Goldman Sachs. Uh, who's the guy that got the Wolf of Wall Street? What was his company name? I don't know, but don't it know. might be them too. Yeah. Did he have a company? Yeah. Well, yeah. There was some sort of, you know, conglomerate that they were affiliated with. So, yeah. Yeah. Enron's the one that, like, historically, like, screwed everybody. Yes, they <laughs> yeah. did. Yep. And when I was getting my MBA, we did a whole thing on Enron. Oh, mm-hmm. that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, having a business degree, they talk a lot about Enron and how that's how you don't run a business. <laughs> or how you do, but don't really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Capitalism, those, folks. Those guys like got out scot free and like millions of dollars. And... Well, because the one person they were pinning it on died of a heart attack. Yeah, man, that's what you got to do. You got to get people to die of a heart old attack. Old that you keep around. So if you're doing you know the bad stuff, guy. oh, that was Dan. Dan did that, man. He's dead now. You can go visit his tomb. That's all. Yeah, as I pocket my millions. Yeah, yeah. blame mm. it on dead Dan. Dan, what a scumbag. Dangerous Dan, the it's dead the man from Delaware. Delaware? That's it, where you went? The alliteration works, man. Okay. It's all, all right. D's. What was I was reading an article that WWE keeps doing that with the wrestling names. They're, everything has alliteration. an alliteration. Yeah. I've just seen them. They all have like one, one names. Like Pete Dunn went from Pete Dunn to Butch. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Great job, yeah. guys. Hmm. Donovan Dijak is now a mace or something. I don't know. Clever. Austin Theory is just now theory. Like, (laughs) why? (laughs) Sounds like a soon-to-be main eventer. Who is it? Brock Lesnar against theory. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good matchup. Sounds like he's taking a class. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar theory. (laughs) Chuck people in the air and scream. Oh, goodness. I hate them so much. (laughs) Anything else going on? That's my big thing. That's a good thing, man. I'm happy for yeah. you. Yeah, I look forward to it. Whenever I do, they actually tell me when I will start. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, my job is continually chaotic, and July is the big turn, I guess, when people are supposed to come back. Who knows what will happen with that if people don't come back or do come back. Um, so I've been there for 15 years. This is my 16th year, and this is the first time we've ever done a job fair. Oh, uh-uh. yeah. Things are going that route. Are you going to be a part of the job fair? I did volunteer to do it, uh, and I haven't heard back. <laughs> Gosh, I hope it's just like in the office. You guys just bring nothing but a piece of paper. It's all virtual. Ah, boo, that's even lamer. That yeah. is yeah. pretty lame. And there's going to be like three people that show up to this thing. Yeah. But <laughs> that's uh, weird. A virtual... I mean, I get it. You probably like... Get a login for a Zoom meeting and pretty much just listen to everyone make their pitch. Yep. Which sounds exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So that's going to be interesting. Uh, normally, they when they're hiring, they'll say you know twenty vacancies or whatever. This one just says many. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's open to inter- that. Many can be two somehow. Like, uh, the rumor I've I heard a, is yeah, sixty plus. I have a feeling that many means like probably about a hundred people they need. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but you leave it open ended so that way you're like, so uh, how many did you get? Three. We said we were going for many. Many. We got more many. Than, got more many. than one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm just in this position where I'm a sub- subject matter expert. It's me. Yeah. And so I'll be training these people <laughs> in a way how to do the job. Do you like training? I do. I like the people interaction. Yeah. Um, even as an introvert, uh, I do like helping people in that route. Um, my job is fascinating. I just whine and complain about it all the time because it's the federal government. As one does. As one does. I mean, you should complain about the federal government. 100%. In all facets. Yeah. All I it. think the government probably gets it a bit, too. It's like, all right, yeah. Yeah, we know. We suck. <laughs> We're not Putin, but we suck. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, our building is owned by a third party who then rents it out to uh, another government agency who we rent it from. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So when we have a problem, we have to go to the owner of the property, not the people that we rent it from, Mm. if that makes any sense. Well, I I think it makes more sense than you have to go to the people you're renting it from so that they can go to the owner. That would just be... That's an extra unnecessary step. An unnecessary step. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, Yeah. The government bureaucracy, even in my place... What do you think someone out there, what do you think the life of a person who agrees with the government 100%, what is that life like? That mind, that has to be like the most, I don't know, that's a big sheep right there. It's just, I will follow whatever they say. I mean, the government is infallible. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Oh, it's got to be one. There's no There's got to be one. It's, it's party based. It's anything the Democrats do is, you know the gospel or anything the republicans do is gospel and it's like but okay. okay between different parties does your job change that much uh n- kind of a little um it really just depends on the president like sometimes they leave us alone and then you know we have a budget that's determined by congress so that could change within presidencies uh there were one president locked us for like two or three years like hiring a freeze and everything lyndon johnson yes i thought so yeah that was actually kennedy oh yeah johnny boy yeah we we're actually the ones that killed jfk that makes sense yeah i knew it was an inside job <laughs> of course I mean, you're, yeah, you guys are basically the CIA. Basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Actually, we're, the, we're in the news quite a bit recently. Oh, good. Because of the former president. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He who will not be said? Oh, Trump. Ugh. I mean, you say it? Voldemort? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to call him twat, but twat. that's just me. What, what was a... Oliver, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. John uh, Oliver. John Oliver. He had a whole bit on Trump, and what his original name was. Oh yeah, it used to. Well, so it wasn't his, but like his grandfather's. Drumpf. Yeah, yeah. Came over from Germany, and that's what it was. And then 
they're like, mm, this sounds a little weird. Also, like his granddad like ran a brothel too for Good. a while up Good. in I want to say the Klondike area. Okay, so uh, what would the you apple do doesn't for... fall far from the tree. Yeah, pretty much. And then his yeah, then he pretty much died. His Trump's dad. We're not doing a thing on Trump. Forget this crap. He's dead to me. What yeah. would you do for a Klondike bar? Uh, ask for it. Okay. Pay a couple bucks. Yeah. yeah. Are they a couple bucks? I have no idea. I haven't had a Klondike bar. Yeah, it's been a long time. They are delicious. Inflation, man. It could be. Do they even make them anymore? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they do. Yeah, I've seen them at the store. Have you? Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, I don't go down the novelty aisle so much. Ice cream's just not my... It's not ice cream. It's in a the Klondike ice cream bar? aisle, though. Klondike bar is ice cream? Am I thinking something else? There, isn't there two Klondike bars? There's the ice cream one, and then the one that's just like a little chocolate thing. Uh, you might be thinking of Andy's Mints. No. I don't. That sounds more I don't like... recall Klondike Bar being like a just candy bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always been an ice cream thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, to my um, knowledge. Hey, you learned something today, right? No. All right. Well, never mind. He didn't. Win that. <laughs> we'll remind you in we, two we, minutes we, what we a Klondike Bar is. We haven't confirmed anything about what Klondikes we are or aren't. It, we know. We have a pretty Do strong we? feeling. We know, but we have contention on the table. No, I okay. know it. <laughs> I know it, and I'm happy. I'm more of a Twix person myself. Uh, Twix? Twix, Twix are solid. They are good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my typical go-to. Yeah, I prefer edible gummies. Just one. That's all I need, and I'm very happy with my life. Because oh man, if I there was this one, uh, I, I went to the dispensary recently, mm-hmm. and they have these fast-acting edibles now, where it kicks in in like 15 minutes. Mm. And the girl who's like, "You should try them. They're really good." I had an entire bag, and I'm like. How, wait, wait, how many milligrams are these? It's like 10 milligrams each. I'm like, you psychopath. <laughs> You're like 89 pounds. How are you doing this? She's like, I just lay there the entire day. I'm like, okay. You yep, know, some stereotypes are true when it yeah. comes to stoners. <laughs> it's very true. I was looking up Klondike Bar. Sorry. Yeah, they're very ice creamy, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. I thought they was the time there was just a chocolate bar, but I guess I'm making it up. Eh, you might be getting it confused with something else. It happens. Maybe. 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 Uh, so we're going to talk about Mel Brooks keeping Yay. on with our comedy theme. Love it. Yeah. Uh, the history of Mel Brooks and his career and uh, everything he's done, which I didn't realize he has done so much. Very he's talented man. Mm-hmm. And has been around for a very long time. He's 95, folks. 95. National treasure. Natural. Natural. A natural, natural treasure. national <laughs> treasure. <laughs> Make that into a t-shirt. Where is Nick Cage when we need him? Oh, man. I want to see that new Nick Cage movie. It looks funny. Which one? Uh, some, uh, what is it? Like Great Talent or something? It's got him and the guy that played the Viper in uh, Game of Thrones, the Red Viper. Oh. Yeah, and it looks funny. And Nick Cage plays himself. Huh. Isn't that... Uh, Pedro same... Pascal? Yeah. Yes, correct. The Mandalorian? Yeah, yes. sorry. I think Game of Thrones first. I apologize. Sure. But How do I, I like had to connect the dots. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's See, done a lot of things since then. you helped me get to Tim. Okay. And now all of us know. It's beautiful. This is a beautiful friendship, guys. Is it? All right. Well, I guess not. <laughs> Just throw that in the trash. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, for the next BS show, uh, I'm going to be highly ambitious. Very ambitious. Uh I've been thinking about it. I want to make you guys watch the most terrible movie ever in the planet, Turbulence 3. Oh, oh okay. I thought you were going to say Tusk. Tusk would be a good one, too. Uh, and doing a commentary. So we're, you're going to have to like watch it and then like write jokes 
Otherwise, oh. it would be terrible. We have to write jokes? Well, come up with something. At least preview the movie before we do it. At least watch the movie like... Yeah. I think the last time we did something like this, it was for uh, Behind the Curve, and I think I watched the day of, so it was fresh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're probably going to be watching it during the podcast so we can do live commentary. All right. I'll try it. I like live commentary. That sounds like fun. Yeah, so it's going to be like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Beautiful. But us. Okay. <laughs> And probably not funny. Okay. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that will be the next BS show. But this one, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. What do you guys know about Mel Brooks? Uh, I, I can tell you my first foray into Mel Brooks is not what you expect. Well, you maybe you do expect it. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Mine too. Mm-hmm. I I thought he was the it was the funniest thing ever. And my uh-huh. sister was like, I don't know if you're ready for this. Because what year did that come out? 92. I 92. So I probably went to the Blockbuster at like in 93 to rent it. So I was like eight. And I just remember thinking, this is the funniest thing on earth. There will never be a funnier movie. Yeah, <laughs> I do recall. 93? Yeah. Okay, 93, 94, about that time I went and saw it. And then I found out that he did stuff like uh, uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. That was a big jump. <laughs> 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 I might have been 11 when I saw that. I'm like, I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs> but I laughed. Yeah, that was my first foray. We talked about it in the middle uh, last week, uh, Mel Brooks, how uh, my parents would just tape everything, uh, whatever. So there's like 100 or 200 VHS tapes that my parents have where they taped movies off of the TV. Mm-hmm. And so it was noise. those times. Yeah, it was noise off, and then the next movie was Men in Tights, and I would just constantly... I also... I can't help but think of Netzer, too, because we used to quote... So many different Mel Brooks movies. We always loved History of the World. Next time on History of the World, part two, Hitler on ice. And you just <laughs> see someone doing a double axle as, as Hitler. So it was a, that was another favorite of ours was to, was to quote History of the World. Yeah, I, I have not. I've, I guess I've seen like bits and pieces of History of the World. It's good. I mean, like, it's not as great as Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein, I feel like he's isn't even quite as funny today as maybe it was, was back then. But it's still a, like a fine piece of art based on what it did. Blazing Saddles holds up pretty well. I think Tights holds up pretty well. You know, well, okay, not socially. <laughs> yeah, not socially. But the humor in it is fantastic. Yeah, where are all the white women at? That's just hysterical every time <laughs> like, I see excuse that. Excuse me while I whip this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, it's pretty funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, just, just in recent years, I know that it has gotten a lot of social. Um, well, I mean, the writer down. was Richard Pryor. Yeah. So you can't. Like, ex- how can you be mad at, like, Richard Pryor for writing that movie? Yeah. Once you see who's on the writing credit, you have to kind of go, okay, this is what I'm getting into. Yeah. So, yes. anyways. Lots of N words. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Curtis, what was your first? Was it Men in Tights? Oh, it was Men in Tights. <laughs> I don't. I mean. I'm a bit younger than you both, so when the movie came out, <laughs> I was son like of a bitch. two or three you years old. You son of a bitch. You had to say it, didn't you? But I remember watching it before I was 10 years old. <laughs> I don't remember how old I was, yeah. but no. hysterical. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Kate has not seen it, and we, I was, I, where were we? We were, I think, at the grocery store, and I just started quoting it, and she's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, you haven't seen Men in Tights. It's Mel Brooks. She's like, what has he done? 
Like, <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh, oh, my dear. God. And I said, Young Frankenstein. She's like, oh, well, I want to see it now. Once I said Young Frankenstein, she was definitely interested. But I just really? thought, was, oh, yeah. That's the one, huh? Uh, I think she watched that with her dad a bunch. Okay. So okay. there's like that connection with it where it's like, oh, okay, yeah. It's I'm, And when you're a kid, I think Young Frankenstein is pretty funny to watch it at that age so it, it, it's it still holds up mm-hmm. you think yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Right, 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 right. uh so mel brooks was born 6 1926 mm. he's still with us at the age of 95 yeah gonna be 96 here in a couple months yeah yeah uh factoid that i didn't know that he served in the u.s army in world war ii 1944 wow. to 1946 he was a corporal okay and he was an engineer okay yeah Good, good. Glad he didn't maybe see too much frontline action with that. That's a good thing. Yeah, I I don't know anything about his military career, which you would think I would because of where I work, but I don't. Would you try looking him up? I could. Uh, He's probably in the vault if we even have a record because a lot of our stuff got burned. Hmm. A lot of the World War II stuff. That's sad. Yeah. We have a whole team that all they do is they try to reconstruct those records. Wow. That'd be... I'm sure it doesn't pay well, but that would be very interesting. Eh, pays about the same. The uh, same as what? Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> pays about the same as everyone. As everyone. Okay. Okay, comrade. <laughs> I mean, the government's kind of funny where uh, government employees usually get paid less, but we get it in spades with benefits and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, uh, his career began as a comic and writer for Sid Caesar's Your Show of Shows. From 1950 to 1954, that's kind of a big show. Uh, Sid Caesar was a huge comic in the 50s and 60s. Mm. Uh, everyone knows Sid Caesar. Oh man, I love his work. <laughs> love him. That's a negative ghostwriter for yeah. me. You've uh, never heard of Sid Caesar? I can't say that I have. No. Okay. All right. What's wrong with you? How come you haven't heard of this man? Yeah, I see the look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> but the listeners don't. <laughs> He's a, he was a big comic in the 50s. Uh, it was like the thing with Sid Caesar. And uh, his other show that he did, um, I think it was just called Caesars. Yeah, it was like a huge thing. Oh, is that the who the palace is for? In yeah, Vegas? that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Tim get frustrated with us has been very entertaining. <laughs> Uh, he would get, uh, Mel Brooks would, so in the show was Woody Allen, Neil Simon, and Larry Gel- Gelbart, they were, it was, uh, and Carl Reiner. Wow. That was some talent there. Jeez Louise. Right. Uh, and they also wrote for Get Smart, Mel Brooks did, from okay. 65 to 70. We've heard of that, yeah, right? Yes. yes. I okay. know Get Smart. All right. That is Steve Carell, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the one. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, he also, Reiner was the creator of the Dick Van Dyke show, who used one of the characters on Dick Van Dyke to be Mel Brooks, basically, which I thought was interesting. Uh, let's see here. Blah, 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 blah. Brooks and co-writer Reiner became close friends. They uh, started doing a lot, like the 2,000-year-old man, which I have not seen. Or heard about. Me neither. But apparently it was like their first foray into comedy and getting Mel Brooks' name known. And they, uh, well, how many Tonys did they win? I actually think I know that one. Did you? I think I've seen that one a long time ago. Yeah. But 
I'd have to look it up to confirm. Yeah, it was a comedy album. They, I think it was a stage show as well. Uh, yeah, they did. A, that's where Mel Brooks kind of gets his name, and they go to Broadway and musical called All American in 1962. I mean, Mel Brooks loves musicals. That man understood how music can really uh, touch a funny bone. So, uh, it ran for 80 performances and received two Tonys. Nice. Yeah, he's won a bunch of Tonys. Yeah. We'll get into that. He, oh, good. He did an animated short film called The Critic in 1963, a satire of arty uh, cinema. Uh, he wrote most of that. He would then do his first movie. Does anyone know his first movie? Uh, I, I mean, my guess is Blazing Saddles, but I know that's not right. I would think it'd be Young Frankenstein. Didn't that come before Blazing mm, Saddles? Yeah, probably. Uh, for several years, Brooks toyed with the bizarre, unconventional idea about a musical comedy of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> he explored the idea... That man non- loved to make fun of Hitler any way he could. So it's leading up to it. He explored the idea as a novel and a play before writing a script. He eventually found two producers to fund it. Uh, you won't recognize his names. And made his first feature film, The Producers, in 1968. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Springtime for Hitler. Yeah, yeah, in Germany. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, came in 1968. That was his first movie. Wow, that I, late. I always thought it was a little earlier for Brooks. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I thought Young Frankenstein would have been his first, but the yeah. producers, uh, of course, it won a bazillion Tonys and became you know this huge thing. It sort of launched uh, Brooks. Uh, his next film, The Twelve Chairs, which I have not seen. Anyone? No. Nope. I've got a Mel Brooks box set that has like six, maybe eight of those uh, of his movies, and that one's not in there. Yeah, it uh, only earned or had a budget of $1.5 million and received uh, poor reviews and was not financially. Yeah, happens. Yeah. Wasn't that the – I know that maybe I'm talking just about the remake of The Producers was mm-hmm. to make a, a play so bad that it fails – Mm-hmm. And but they're you a collect insurance. You can still collect insurance. Yes. I wonder if that was what the twelve chairs was about. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh so the producers was his first film that he directed. Twelve chairs was the second. Uh Blazing Saddles came out in seventy four. Now it's his third movie. Wow. Hmm. The same year uh Young Frankenstein came out. Yeah, I mean back then they could really churn them out. They really I mean, they stuck to eight weeks and were done start editing in the middle of whatever you filmed and get it out there now with special effects taking up so much time. Yeah. Of course, budgets are bigger. Production is bigger. So it just takes a lot longer, I guess. But I don't know. There is just something about some of those older movies that were made in the the seventies. Um, I started checking out a little bit of like old war movies Mm -hmm. and like Waterloo. Mm -hmm. That's like live action. Nowadays, everything would just be, you know, there's, 25,000 digital soldiers fighting it out right in front of you. You don't really feel as connected with it. But in the 70s, they didn't have that kind of production value. So they're like, all right, we got to get a bunch of extras. And we got to get close-ups on some of these people. And Mm -hmm. it just made it feel so much more real. You even get that in Blazing Saddles. It gives you that that dropped-into-the-world feeling, I think, a lot more. Yeah, because they actually had to like build that set. Yeah. In the middle of the desert. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he directed and wrote Blazing Saddles. Um, he has a, has a writer, writing credit. 
Young Frankenstein was his next movie. Uh, Silent Movie, I have not heard of. I have heard of it. It's in the box set. I've never watched it, actually. <laughs> 1976. Nice. Uh, his next film, High Anxiety. Yep, that's in there. I'm, all that matters in my head is, is it in my box set? <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. Uh, I have not seen that one either. Nope. History of the World Part 1 in 1981. Mm, love it. It's It starts, I don't know, I feel like it starts hot and then sort of dissipates towards the end a little bit. Uh, but it's still really funny if you check it out. It's almost like a series of sketches is what it really is. I vaguely remember bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Um, At least yeah. in my opinion, it's great. Gregory Hines in it is fantastic, actually. I remember Gregory Hines being in there and just killing it. Hmm. This next movie, uh, 1987, Spaceballs. Classic. One of my favorite Indeed, films. Indeed, classic. Yeah. yeah. 91, he did Life Stinks. Never seen that one. Nope. 93, our foray in the brooks, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Manly Men. Uh, 95, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Wow, you haven't heard of that one? No. Unless Wesley Nielsen playing Dracula. Gotcha. That That was another one I watched a lot as a kid. Probably wasn't the best thing for a kid to watch, but. Well, I vaguely remember that movie. I remember seeing the (laughs) trailer. There was like a comical amount of blood. (laughs) <laughs> good, good. His final film, which he did not direct, was The Producers, the remake with yeah, Nathan Lane and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell yeah. and wasn't Uma Thurma? She might have been in it. And uh, never mind. Ignore me. Nope. nope. We love you. You're good. <laughs> <clears throat> he did, also did a lot of TV. Uh, his first TV was in 1949. Admiral Broadway Review. No idea. Your show of shows. Uh, we've talked about Caesar's Hour, Sid Caesar Invites You, Get Smart, The 2,000-Year-Old Man, uh, When Things Were Rotten, The Nuthouse, Spaceballs, the Animated Series, Oh, and Caleb, your, your ears will perk up in 2022, The History of the World, Part 2. No way. Yeah. I feel like the joke has to be, all right, we're going to say it's going to come out next year, every year for Mel Brooks's life. That would be the joke that I would do with it. But if it actually comes out, that would be awesome. Yeah, I don't have any information, but apparently it's coming out this year. If it happens, that would be fantastic. But uh, I'm holding my breath. And that's kind of the summary of Mel Brooks and his career and his movies. So let's uh, dive into some of his movies. Hold on. Caleb, are you holding your breath? You're holding your breath for this movie that may or may not come out this year? So there's this thing called Speaking Figuratively, my friend. Yeah. And I did it there. Next time, I am going to say I am speaking figuratively and holding my breath that this movie comes out no, I think in 2022. He, my, my thing is I think you mixed it up, is that you're not supposed to hold your breath if you don't think it's going to happen. What? Why? Because you're holding your breath for something to happen. <laughs> Let's break this down. I'm so confused right now. I am too, but I'm I don't just... know why that bothered me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what I said anymore, but I'm holding to it. Okay. Yep. Standing on my ground on absolutely nothing. Literally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like literally a... sick of this bit. <laughs> <laughs> like a fight on the internet. This makes no sense at all, but I'm hanging in there. <laughs> what? Uh, so yeah, I think my favorite movie of his is probably Men in Tights. Mine is too, but I, I will hold to that the classic Mel Brooks is Blazing Saddles. That's the one that'll be on, that we all remember him for, Young Frankenstein possibly as well, but I do love Men in Tights the most. It's, I mean, it, 
It introduced the world to Dave Chappelle, for God's sake. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was his first movie. Yep. It was a very 90s. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I have to pump up. He pumps his <laughs> shoes up. I still want a pair of pump-ups. I had a pair. I time. never got a pair of pump-up oh. shoes, and I wanted them bad. I'll get you some. Sweet. Birthday's next week. They're probably really expensive. Size 11. All right. Come on, what are you going to buy me, an eight? I couldn't wear those. I was going to buy you a little kid one. I can't wear those. (laughs) I'll just put them on my big toe. You have pumps. Uh, Yeah, and I'd be very disappointed. I can't wear pumps that I have. My ice skates are actually Reebok pumps. No way, that's kind of cool. Yeah, there's like a little air bladder in there, and you can pump it to squeeze your foot in more. Not going to lie, I didn't know Reebok actually made skates. Well, they used to. Okay. And then they got bought out. Now it's only like two makers of hockey equipment. I thought the goal like there with the pumps was to make you taller. No. I think the the thing was pump. if you pump up more, you'll get a better vertical out of it. You'll jump higher. Hmm. I thought it just squeezes your foot. It does nothing, literally. But they were trying <laughs> to convince kids that you can jump higher with these pumps. I thought it was just supposed to make you taller. What do I know? <laughs> just grow <laughs> slightly. Well, you're, are you talking about like high heels? Because those are referred to as pumps. Oh, so are they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Kate, wherever you are in listening to this, tell me what pumps are immediately. <laughs> 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 I just want to see if that joke pays off someday. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I for me, Mentites probably Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. And I think The Producers is very underrated. That's a really funny film. I agree. It's just the jokes maybe don't always stick nowadays the way they do back then. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. Yeah. I would. Oh, Spaceballs. Spaceballs oh. I feel like Spaceballs is in the top three of Mel Brooks. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Apparently George Lucas liked it a lot, too. I think, which George Lucas doesn't seem like the type of person to laugh at himself that much. He does. He does. He does. If you buy the Blu-ray set that came out in two thousand four, I'm not going to buy a Blu-ray set of Star Wars. I'm not going to buy a well, Blu-ray set. I'll just inform you. Okay. If you bought that set in two thousand four, it came with a uh, a disc that was full of his the ones that he found the funniest, the parodies that he found the funniest. And he included it on, on that box set. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so, like, there's Troopers. We're going to, on a Star Wars tangent, I don't know why. Troopers, which is uh, the Stormtroopers doing cops. Okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, it was a slight change of subject. So, I saw this thing on Facebook, and I was going to try to send it to you. Oh, dear. Yes. Uh, it was Star Wars Dating. Oh, good. And I was like, oh, how do I forward this? I've I, seen that advertisement. <laughs> I was trying to forward it to Tim so bad, but I couldn't do it. So I was like, oh, Tim's got to get on this. Although it could be really creepy, but it might be worth a shot. You never know. Yeah. We'll see. Could be fun to explore for a podcast oh, topic. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. That would be such a good... Okay. We all oh, set up profiles in the Star Wars dating site. Dude. So one of my... Uh, you know, Brian, uh, my best man at my wedding, one of my best friends, uh... A very good friend of his decided to join a Juggalo uh, good. Facebook group Good, uh-huh. and became the admin for it. Good. He's not a ICP fan at all, but he became an admin and then kicked out all the real Juggalos and invited people in to just make fun of being a Juggalo <laughs> on an official Juggalo Facebook group. Wow. I think that might have been like, a, I think it's hysterical, but I mean, 
juggalos are apparently very nice people and mm-hmm. like some of them are maybe i don't know they, they have some struggles so they might have like been very hurt by that but dad gum that's funny trolling right there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think a lot of those fringe groups like that are just for community yeah like if you watched we talked about it on the pod curtis mentioned it earlier behind the curve that documentary on netflix and it just screams like these people are just lonely yeah. and that's why they believe in flat earth because it's kind of this whole community thing and now they feel popular and you know and ex- expressive i guess yeah i was i get bothered though whenever like celebrities of the platform start posting stuff on that that's where i'm like dad gummit you're gonna influence so much stupidity that's the worst yeah yeah like Kyrie Irving who's a very good basketball player started posting all this flat earth stuff a lot of people were like giving him crap but that led to a lot of people then being like well Kyrie Irving believes in this I like his basketball skills a lot I want to so go that see him. means he's an expert on it yeah well some people will believe that yep. uh the yep. the cult of personality I, I mean I'll, I'll give him Shaquille O'Neal he's tall enough that he can see from where he's standing that's a good point. Mm. So is Minute Bull. It's just one of my favorite names to say in NBA <laughs> history. Minute Bull. Seven foot seven. That may, may have been taller than that, but seven foot seven and weighed about 198 pounds. Just a string being in the a Stick. Yes, he yeah. was. It's pretty much tree. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Dating. Uh, 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 Star flat, Wars? Earth. flat Earth. Flat Earth. Flat uh, Earth. Critical Role, which is a. Uh, monster of a show is D. one of the characters uh, mr sam regal is playing a uh, automaton so a robot oh uh who believes that the earth is flat <laughs> 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 just total troll like being a troll uh to the rest of the cast and uh the flat earth society reached out to sam regal oh, yeah. and wanted to make him an honorary member oh no <laughs> What, what did he do? He hasn't done anything yet. Good idea. I'd let that sit and uh, never respond. Yup. The other guy, Travis Willingham, uh, is playing this uh, no, uh, a gnome, I think. And he has a, a tattoo on this character that says RTA. And it's... Uh, <laughs> I forget what it stands for, but it's something the alpha... Yeah, how that's a thing now. Like, you have to be an alpha, the alpha male. Oh, God. Yeah, and he's playing that character. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, it's, it's good. That just seems like compensating for... It's uh, like, total trolling. Uh, I, I just mean, like, people who are that, that way. way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's compensating for a, maybe a loss of masculinity along mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. That's just sad. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Let's talk about men in tights instead. Tight Prefer, tights. Yeah. Oh, man. So I don't know if you remember this, but one time in our youth group, you know, you, you have to find some way to keep kids entertained whenever you're like passing around the money plate, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so sometimes you'd have someone like sing a song or like David Shepard would play a guitar solo or whatever. Yep. Well, I think at one point, uh, Netzer decided to have like just show the clip of the musical part of everyone singing were men, manly men were men Mm. and tights, tight tights. tights. Yeah. So they, he plays that whole thing and a parent got mad. Of course. Because this person's son wore tight jeans and they didn't like it. And this music video that she keep this person, sorry, person don't identify someone too much. Uh, 
they said that's going to make them wear tight jeans even more. And I remember Netzer was like, I, I'm not even going to argue with this person. I'm just going to let it go. I just don't <laughs> even know what to say. He was just blown away that someone could be upset by that musical uh, number in oh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. I remember being on staff at that church yeah. and the things that people would just get angry about. It Did you, did you guys ever watch Parks and Rec? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love the show. Also, there's a, a really good uh, podcast right now called Parks and Recollections with one of the writers and Rob Lowe. Very funny stuff. Mm. Um, but they, you know, in those town hall meetings where people just get up and complain about random stuff. Yep. That's what it was like going to church at First Assembly. Someone was going to get upset because, well, they moved the bay leaves over about two yards. Now I can't see them when I first walk into the church. I'm sorry, old lady. We're keeping them out of the way for whatever reason. Well, I'm leaving. Okay, All right. we'll, take, we'll take note of that. <laughs> I, um, Gosh. They were playing Guitar Hero, and a parent complained because it was Shout to the Devil was playing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Yeah. And then one time we did an event called The Lot, which was a car show, and I was the DJ as in I plugged in the laptop and hit play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, we, I would just play random music, secular music, because these people aren't Christians, and that's the whole idea. We're yeah. bringing them. And Jimi Hendrix played, and oh. I got complaints about that. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> He's psychedelic and acidy. Should have been like, oh. That's cool. All right. Well, yeah. next time I'll play some Ramstein. <laughs> <laughs> Do us. Nothing like meth and cocaine. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm about to play uh, Suicidal Tendencies' first album. Enjoy. Pantera. Oh, <laughs> I would love some Pantera. Oh, it takes me. That takes me to. Uh, do you guys remember the movie The Goods? No. No. Oh man, it's a uh, a movie about a traveling car salesman. Okay. And really just that reminded me of the dj because they had a dj like on top of the building he was dj request <laughs> but anytime that like somebody would come up and request a song he would play something completely different love it Good. Good. love it yeah it's funny at our wedding um we had, the dj was fantastic he did a great job but there were some people, one of my groomsmen wanted to play Wet Ass Pussy. <laughs> and I was like, and he looked at me, he's like, can I go, no, I will Venmo you $50 not to do that. <laughs> he was great, though. He didn't play it. And he just played, you know, anything that was relatively appropriate. So Was this at the wedding I did? Yeah. Or, oh, well. Yeah. Shepard tried to get of course he did. Wet Ass Pussy to play. And I'm like, no, not at all. My parents are still here. You know them. Yeah, I bailed early. Yeah, well, you were. It was a Sunday, so it makes sense. Yeah, I bailed. I should have just taken off Monday. Oh, well. That's all right, man. You had fun, though. Yeah. Oh, I guess he didn't have fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, you, I, I you were fun. very stressed, though. Eh, yeah. A lot of PTSD there. It's fine. We, it, it was entertaining to see the video of all of us giving each other back massages on down the line. That was a pretty cool video, just yeah. seeing that. And I was like, oh, yeah, we started that because I could tell Tim was a little stressed. <laughs> it's fine. It was good. Dealing with PTSD and problems, it's fine. You did great, man. Oh, thank you. Kate and I both think you were the perfect choice. Thank you. It was either that or my 17-year-old niece. So, Which would have been a way more entertaining, I'm sure. 
she's a really funny kid. So yeah, it would have been entertaining, but <laughs> we're not really looking to entertain people necessarily at a vow renewal. So yeah, yeah, I wasn't either. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <sighs> I'm going to a counselor to talk about it. It's fine. Hmm. Hey. Hmm? Huh? I support that. <laughs> Therapy's a good thing, folks. 100%. Uh, so Robin Hood men tights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to Mel Brooks. I remember as a kid, my favorite part was Blinken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Blinken was the yeah. best character. Did Blinken. you say hey, Blinken. Abe Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say Abe Lincoln. Hey, Blinken. Hey, Blinken. That was what I was quoting. And actually, I just remembered it was when we were in Kansas City. We were walking down this little shopping area. And I said that. She said, like, I'm blinking too much or something. Did you say Abe Lincoln? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I said, hey, Blinken. Blinken. Get over here. There's, they have a great... Uh, Blazing Saddles call in there. Yeah. A black sheriff? And why not? It worked in Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Somehow they've all seen Blazing Saddles in this medieval world. We're going to fox them. That's stupid. right. <laughs> so stupid. Robin, you lost your arms, but you grew some nice, nice boobs. boobs. <laughs> There's a lot of great lines in that. Uh, I think, though... Um, as I'm older, I think I like the Broomhilda. Broomhilda. I think that's my favorite character just on the second watch. As I'm, well, not the second watch, but now that I'm older and I'm okay. a little more mature, just kind of seeing that woman's physical like comedy was fantastic. The accent she put with it, and she was also great in a, a League of Their Own yep. as well. She's yeah. probably, I think, my favorite part of a League of Their Own as well. So she stole every scene I feel like that she was ever in. So. Fight for Coover! That's the name of her horse. It's like, what a ridiculous name. <laughs> Fight for Coover! Oh, man. Little John, who's this big man who can't swim. Yeah. <laughs> I can't swim. And if you've actually seen the Kevin Costner Robin Hood, so many of those jokes are even better. Because it's like, yeah, just stand up. You're in a little... They, almost the same thing happens in the Kevin Costner one. Unlike other Robin Hoods, I speak with an English accent. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's such an underrated actor, Carrie Carrie Yeah, yeah. he's really good. I mean, uh, The Princess Bride is phenomenal. He also is, he stole his scenes in Glory. Glory like, is a good one. It's Denzel Washington, I think, is the, the best part of that movie. And then right underneath is Carrie Oles for me. Because... I, he did a great job grounding the character and relating everything between the the enlisted men and Matthew Broderick's character. Oh, mm. man, that's a very underrated movie. Go see Glory if you haven't seen it and you want to see the absolute horrors of the Civil War. My God, it's fantastic. Uh, also, Days of Thunder. Okay, yeah, that's a... God, I haven't seen that since the 90s. <laughs> I mean, it's Top Gun, but NASCAR. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now watch that movie, keeping that in mind, going, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Carrie okay. Hughes is definitely Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys, are you guys interested in NASCAR at all? I used to be. Yeah. 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 You? Just a lot of turning left. I can do that on my own. Yeah, that's my feeling, too. <laughs> I have, a, like, this hatred of NASCAR. It's not the fans, but, like... All I think is, how much gas have those little assholes wasted just making left turns year after year after year? Our gas prices may be a good 20 cents cheaper if it wasn't for NASCAR and IndyCar making all kinds of freaking left turns. I was going to say, I hadn't ever thought about it like that. That was my thought. Just mm. pure selfishness on my mind. Sure. I mean, they're using race fuel. Oh, really? Yeah. What, 
So they, that's like 113 octane. Yeah. What, what what's our octane that we're between 90, 88 and 93? Oh yeah, yeah. hence the why it says that at the pump, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Still, it's a waste. I mean, they use like special gas. Why do Why do they got to get special gas? So I mean, more to his point. If we just didn't have NASCAR, gas would probably be like 50 cents cheaper yeah. because it's like higher grade and they could have just... I, I'm pretty sure they specifically make it for... It's well, like synthetic? Well, not synthetic, but like they produce it for a NASCAR. Like yeah. Yeah. And but that, like they're that not just it's... like stealing our gas. No, no. <laughs> no. Like, But no. like the resources that go into making that high grade like racing fuel i don't don't, they could probably extend those resources out absolutely through 93 Uh, okay i mean hey i don't know if i want to defend nascar here i want you to say you just became the spokesman for nascar because then anytime i see anything stupid at a nascar race it's like oh tim defend this confederate flag (laughs) oh man i mean yes there are the good old boy redneck yeah and there's some i mean there's that's that stuff's everywhere and at the same time there's i'm sure feminist uh super liberal nascar fans out there somehow oh (laughs) i'd be shocked i bet there's one in new hampshire or something it is it is growing in that direction because there is a really good nascar driver called bubba wallace who is a black man Um, who became kind of big and kind of caught a lot of that racist stuff and pushing it back. And NASCAR is actually pushing back. Yeah, I've heard them doing it. Like, they're trying to change as much of it as they can. It's tough because a lot of their fan base is in the South. Long way in the South! Yeah! (laughs) Yeehaw! Mm-hmm. Picket charge! Should have worked! Just yell Civil War tactics. Six rights! Yeah. I like how whenever I play like a Southern sympathizer, they focus more on like Confederate tactics in the war. <laughs> you should have sent Longstreet's entire corps. It's like no, that didn't. That, that means nothing to people. Uh, that joke's for Caleb. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Yeah. So the fascinating thing, the defend NASCAR. <laughs> oh, we're still on this. Topic. Yeah, I love this. I love this. Uh, it's very technical. Uh, so like one slight mistake in a NASCAR wrecks the whole field right? Mm-hmm. and they're doing 200 miles per hour. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. They turn left, but they're also like inches apart from each other. Very yeah. true. I, I, like, I, I will say this. I think it's a sport. I 100%. do think it's a sport. I don't think they're necessarily athletes. They have to be. That, I mean, I'm not I'm pretty say... sure that they lose like 10 pounds in a race. Okay. Yeah. So maybe they're athletes. Yeah. But I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't yeah. give a shit. I bet, though, it's way cooler live. I'll bet that's when NASCAR, I'm like, oh, that's actually like. Yeah, but I'll never go and it. find that out. I don't think I will. I'm not going to say never. I think we need to do this as a podcast. <laughs> go to a NASCAR. <laughs> the pod goes to a NASCAR. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> and we're just yelling, this is kind of cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They all died. <laughs> Just yelling <laughs> while vroom, vroom is happening left and right. Yeah. Oh, man, 12's doing great in the pit. <laughs> Whatever. Great content, I think it would be. Yeah, I think it would. I would I, there was one time I had the idea of, oh, hey, Tim, what if we do this outdoors like with some cigars? And Tim's like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> mm. The yeah. wind is not a good idea. <laughs> the wind. Blowing smoke. <laughs> blowing smoke. There's yeah. nothing better for... A voice. I think I, I just wanted to smoke a cigar that or puff on a cigar that day, and that was why <laughs> that thought came into my head. I mean, you know, 
Whatever's content. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's content. But I agree. I think Carrie Ills is a very <laughs> underrated actor. We'll go back to that. Yeah, back to yeah. that. I was going to say I appreciated his work in Psych. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was a world-class thief. Yeah. I remember I, I, I remember watching Psych like at one in the morning in college for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I would just pass out to it. That was, that was Psych for me. It was good TV, and I'd be like, oh, this is so soothing. Time to sleep. I mean, he was really good in that first Saul movie. That first Saul movie yes. is actually okay. Well, mm-hmm. it, it's because we didn't know what the the uh, the general story was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we're like, all right, we well, guess someone's got to cut off a leg or something, man. This is stupid. Yeah. We, we just got tired of it. But yes, that first one is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, the black guy that was in Lethal Weapon. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah, he gets blown up in that. It's awesome. (laughs) I don't know what the point... (laughs) It was just a random thought that came in my head. (laughs) You know my favorite part of the movie? When a black guy (laughs) dies! When Danny Glover explodes. (laughs) You blow up the black guy, says the NASCAR fan. (laughs) Yeehaw! Jeez. Let's talk about Blazing Saddles next. No. Um, But... (laughs) Actually, I don't remember the part where Danny Glover dies in that. I believe you. It's at the very end. Is I it? think he gets blown away by a shotgun. Oh, is that what happens? Okay. I think. I just remembered the very end of uh, Carrie Ols hacking off his arm or leg or whatever. His leg. Maybe I'm thinking of it. I don't remember. Maybe you're thinking Lethal Weapon 4 or something. <laughs> no, he doesn't die in that movie. No, he doesn't no? die in that movie. Yeah, figures. Those are underrated movies, too, I think. Lethal Weapon? Mm-hmm. Well, people aren't going to remember them too fondly nowadays. Dude, Mel Gibson has screwed up his legacy because of all the cra- like the stupid stuff he did. He had to come back a little bit, a little bit, but he's never going to be able to fully come back. Well, that's his own fault. Yeah, it really is. I think he's a fantastic. He was a fantastic director, a good actor, made stupid choices, and I mean, let's be honest, definitely was racist. Yeah, yeah. He might have. Yeah. He might have. He's. Might have tried to rectify that since then. But it's because he got called out in public for those mistakes. I mean, we can get on a whole tangent about rich people and all that jazz. I think that might be pretty interesting. Like yeah. the Will Smith slap. Where everyone talked about to death for the last couple of weeks. Like, he got no trouble. They banned him from the Academy Awards. Ten oh, years, yeah. Whoop-de-doo. Yep. If, you, if that was an average person slapping a comedian, that guy would be in jail for assault. Yeah, because that is assault. One hundred percent. But rich guy, no, no big deal. Here's your Academy Award. You just can't come back to the Grammys for ten years. I'll be honest. What ticks me off more isn't necessarily that he gets to keep his award and all. What bothers me the most is the Academy giving him a standing ovation walking up on stage. This is the same place where they gave a standing ovation to a convicted pedophile pedophile in Roman Polanski. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he anally raped a 12-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. and they gave him a standing ovation 20 years after he did that. So I'm sorry, but I'm not necessarily someone who stands on, you have to have high morals for me to respect you. No, we all make our mistakes, but that's just a messed up system. I feel like Well, the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, like everyone knew about it. No one did anything about it. Yep. Yep. Okay. There's, and there's so many other instances of that happening in Hollywood where the casting couch was known as this thing and people are like, well, well, it just happens. You have to deal with it. And mm-hmm. that's an absolutely awful thing. And mm-hmm. that, that by, like I said, my whole issue with Will Smith is 
yeah, he was able to get away with that. But if you ever look at his book, you get to see how much of a narcissist he really is, just based on plenty of quotes in there. It's pretty terrible. Hold that the whole Jada Smith thing, uh, his wife, uh, the weird stuff. Yeah, I mean they've weird. got an open marriage thing, and it doesn't seem healthy for either one of them. Well, so. it's like an open marriage for her. Yeah, mostly I think, but yeah, there might be some him in there. I don't know. I was, I think uh, Ricky Gervais said. Uh, Listen, I wouldn't have said anything uh, to Will Smith. or I, I wouldn't have made fun of Will Smith at all if he had slapped me. I would have just said, sit down, you dumb cuck. <laughs> 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 I love Ricky. Man. Sit down, you dumb cuck. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Mel Brooks. No, oh, yeah. Men in tights. It's only been a little bit of ADD in this one. Oh, yeah, fine. I know it's me, guys. I bring that energy. It's <laughs> yeah, just fine. Oh, yeah, that happened in my interview, too, where they were talking about, like, these two, they were really nice ladies, and they said, yeah, sometimes we go off on little tangents, and I said, hey, there's no problem. And in the middle of a sentence, I just saw one of my interviewers, like, Irish Wolfhound come into the screen, and I was like, oh, dog! Like, I just full-on lost my train of thought and just wanted to see the dog for a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah, I Squirrel. fit right in. I fit right in with y'all. Squirrel. Mm-hmm. Um, Spaceballs. Uh, one of my favorites. The Schwartz. Yeah. Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal in that movie. Dark Helmet. Dark Helmet. <laughs> uh, Bill uh, uh, Pullman. That's Pullman? Uh, yeah, it's Pullman, not Paxton. Pullman. That's Pullman. Yeah. Yeah, Pullman. He's really good in it, too. Lone Star. Oh, phenomenal. John Candy. I'm a mog. <laughs> I'm a half dog. Yeah, man, half so, dog. I, I'm my own best friend. I made a mistake of going on like a the Ukraine Russia war subreddit, mm-hmm. and uh, they showed this picture of this I've Russian colonel who just died, and he had this massive helmet on. They're like, the Schwartz was not with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the top comment when he this guy was just killed. Granted, he was a Russian colonel, so screw him. But, right. Uh, I just left the Schwartz was not with him was the top comment. I say, was he one of the ones that led them into the Red Forest? Led his battalion I don't into the think, Red Forest? I don't think that was him. I think actually he might have been killed like around Kursan uh, uh, or Mariupol. Mm. So mm. have fun making sunflowers with your dead corpse, you piece of shit. Apparently uh, sunflowers suck up radiation. Oh, nice. Interesting. Mm. I, could, I mean, that makes sense. They focus towards the sun. Mm. Yeah. The sun is a giant radioactive ball. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Hence skin cancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of skin cancer. Oh. <laughs> I got really burned. Oh. Yeah. What were you doing? I was outside. I figured. It's the burn. <laughs> I didn't think you were in your basement. Oh, uh, yeah. I just burned myself on candles. I mean. He turned on all the lights and focused them yeah. towards himself. Yes. I got a huge UV screen and just put it on my chest. I mean, doesn't everybody? Well, on Tuesdays, yes. On Tuesdays? Yes. Uh, we had a diaper party for Drew. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And we were outside all day, practically, and uh, I just burned. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot a hat, so uh, my head was pretty burnt. It looks mm. a bit red now. I mean, that's just my complexion. Okay, fair enough. I'm not so red anymore. No? But if I take off my watch... Definitely. I see a bit of red. Yeah. Yeah. A bit. And so I'll peel and just become paler, and it'll be fine. And the cycle will continue. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll be honest, I'm pretty nervous about getting out in the sun too much because my mom has had three cancerous moles removed, I feel like, in the past few years. And she's like, yeah, I'm going in to get one cut off. She acts like it's nothing. I'm like, you gangster. Just doesn't even care. Don't they use lasers or something? Well, the one that they removed from the back of my head, I remember them sawing off. (sighs) Yeah. It was a weird (laughs) feeling. Just feeling "Ah, ah, ah, ah." just my head getting jerked back from them, like cutting. So uh, space balls. That's great. Did that hurt you to talk about? No, not at all. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I don't have... Um, I'm really desensitized. That's what I meant to say. Oh. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear you've got that serial killer in you. Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> so I mentioned how I've He seen, says that and looks straight at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the roommate <laughs> has to see that in his eyes. Ah! <laughs> So I've mentioned this before, like I've seen all these movies when I was a kid because my parents had HBO and Skinamax and all the movies. I would see rated R films at, you know, five years old. Yeah. Okay. What was the first rated R movie you remember seeing? Ugh. I don't know. Uh, Man, it would probably be like Beverly Hills Cop or something. Oh, that was a pretty funny one. Yeah. Nice. I mean, the Terminator Wasn't that, like, first... early 80s R-rated, so it was, like, not that bad? It's probably, like, PG-13 nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, still. It's the opposite. Hmm? Really? Yeah. Rated R back then. Oh, yeah. It was R or PG. Yeah. So something that was PG might have been actually PG-13. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, now, like, if looking back at those movies now, R, the R rating was a lot more harsh than... I don't know. You ever seen Caligula? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, think of uh, RoboCop, the first RoboCop in the what oh, the late eighties, yeah, mm-hmm. where the guy melts and then explodes. Yeah, that one was pretty gruesome. <laughs> yeah. But <Yeah>. like, <laughs> or they blow off his hand. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not saying like all of them. What was the were. first Terminator? That was R, wasn't it? Eighty four. Uh, I think that's R. Yeah, but if you, I, I agree with you. When you watch that one. For the most part, I'm not going like, ugh, man, this is definitely R-rated. Well, I guess more of what I'm thinking about is uh, Pretty Woman. I think that's the movie. Yeah. Where, uh, mm-hmm. I don't okay. know, where she's a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like that was the only thing that made that an R-rated movie. Yeah, it made no sense that it was rated R. Yeah. That's true. There just was like no content. That could just be America's prudism kind of kicking off there. Well, she was totally naked in that. Was she? Mm-hmm. I don't remember there that. There was a nude scene. I don't remember that. And there's a scene where she's giving him a blowjob. I mean, you don't obviously see it. You just see the head. Hmm. Yeah. I don't remember this at all. Yeah. I guess no. I don't remember Pretty Woman. I probably just watched it like on E one night with like Kate, and that's all where I Where it's like heavily edited yeah. out, and they just took all that stuff out. Yeah, yeah probably. Watch, watch the actual like DVD version. Yeah. Hmm. It's in there. Probably not going to go out of my way to do that. No, probably you should. Not. No. I think the first R-rated movie <laughs> I saw was that I remember seeing all the way through was Schindler's List. Ooh. Ooh. That. Depressing. Well, yeah. And I was, I think I saw it like on VHS not long after it came out. My parents were like, you need to see this. I'm like, okay. And then I watched it and I was like, I'm too young. I shouldn't be seeing this yet. I think they, uh, I don't know if made us, but we definitely watched it in high school. That's a good age to see it at. Mm-hmm. That really is. I would say Schindler's List, maybe like. 
freshman year. Yeah, like 14 or 15, something like that, I think I was. That's a good time. I was probably nine or mm, 10. Yeah, that's a bit rough. Yes, it was. It's a bit rough for nine. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what is happening? I don't want to see any of this. And I was a big history person even then, but, you know. Yeah. So that stuff doesn't bother me anymore. No? Yeah. Do you know what the first R-rated movie you saw? I mean, it very well could have been Schindler's List. Yeah. I can't think of anything prior to that that I would have seen. That's the thing. Like, I can't really remember because I would just watch all these films. Like, Lethal Weapon, I probably saw it the year after it came out. Yeah. Yeah, because they had all those movie channels. And that's I mean, what would yeah, I guess you're probably right. I definitely remember watching Lethal Weapon as a kid. Or at least one of the Lethal Weapons, and if mm-hmm. they were R-rated, then that Lethal one of the Lethal Weapons is probably my first R-rated movie. Is Die Hard rated R the first one? Ooh, I think it is, because I might have seen that before. I don't know. That might be not rated R. Well, no, no UPKA motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was definitely yeah. Because I didn't know what that word was. <laughs> that was the first time I heard it. No, second time I heard it, I was like. Oh, yippee motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Start saying that in public. <laughs> oh, no. I wouldn't be walking. My dad would have broken my legs or something. I think the TNT edit was yippee mother trucker. Oh, I always love those edits. Yeah. I think the best edit is Snakes on a Plane. I've heard this, yeah. <laughs> the Snakes on a Plane edits for TV are just oh, yeah. wonderful. Major League is really good, too. Oh, oh I can see man. that. I remember Netzer and I talking about, like... Major uh, League. I yeah. love that movie. The when Doran comes up, he's like, "Strike this motherfucker out!" It just goes, "Strike this mother out!" It's a very <laughs> pronounced R at the end, which I was like, "Oh god, that is really funny." <laughs> Major League, Major League Two is is pretty good too. I think you should watch it again. It's I don't think it's very good at all. Really, the it's pretty racist when it comes to the Nakamura character. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of the laughs come from. Um, uh, God, I can't even remember his name. The broadcaster, who's the Harry, the Harry Doyle character, mm. I think is the best part of both movies. Uh, but the first one has a better story, in my estimation. I could be wrong. No, you're right. But Harry Doyle is fantastic. He literally was just lifting stuff that, like, Harry Carey, Jack Buck, they used to just do all the time. They're like, all right, this game's going bad. Bust out the Jack and just start drinking on the job. <laughs> ball four, ball eight. Ball 12. God, how are they laying off these pitches that are all so close? Just some of the lines were great. I mean, we live in St. Louis. You've heard Mike Shannon. When was he not drunk? (laughs) From what I've heard, Shannon has actually stopped drinking for the past like four or five years. Well, that's good. But he has to because he just sounds... If you hear him on the radio, it sounds so bad. Like, and out comes Molina. Like, oh, dude, just he... stop talking, man. You're going to hurt yourself. He, is he still alive? Yeah. Oh, yep, yep. He's still alive. He is. He yeah. was there for opening day. Oh, good for him. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm glad he stopped drinking because I think that kept him with us <laughs> to where he is today because he was just sounding, he still sounds rough. Yeah. I'd be like listening to KMOX while I'm driving somewhere. I'm just like, oh, Mike, please, please take it easy there. Didn't they like, uh, um, not, I can't think of the right word, like he doesn't announce as much he doesn't do full games most of the time he I think. just does a couple innings yeah right? he'll do like three to six innings or something he'll break it up so it's not quite as rough on him but right. i think this might also be his last year if i'm not mistaken mm. they'll mm. be calling it quits which hey i mean it's i gotta say i miss his bar and restaurant oh yeah i never went yeah it was like right across from 
the like, stadium. Yeah, it was, it was there a long time. And while the game was going, you could get Bush lights for 25 cents. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. It's a, it reminds me of um, John Mulaney's bed. He's like, we're going to go to nickel shot night. <laughs> yeah. No, because we're going to die at nickel shot night. Nickel shot Just night. what makes me think of a 25 cent beer. Good yeah. God. Yeah. Man. I got pretty messed up that day. <laughs> I bet it was you and everyone else that was there. You went into a bar that had 25 cent beer. I actually went to the game. And then started to sober <laughs> up, left, and went over there. Got oh, a, man. <laughs> had uh, a couple of years and then went back in the game. That reminds me of uh, the WrestleMania I went to uh, with Brian and Tyler. Oh. We had so much fun, but we we went a little early to like pregame. And we're out in the parking lot. We, I remember seeing Big Show go by on a golf cart. And I'm like, wow, that is a seven foot four giant man. He's not that tall. But saw him go by, and we're drinking um, like these little miniature uh, bottles of wine. Mm. <laughs> but we were Classy. crushing them. I, I actually didn't drink quite as much because I'm like, this is this is WrestleMania. I'm so excited to be here. Tyler, <laughs> he drank like four or five of them, got oh, messed up. And he's like, oh, my God, guys, I am so drunk. We get in there. WrestleMania was so long. It was like six hours, maybe longer yes. than that. Yes. And so at the end, he's like, guys, we've been here so long. I was so drunk that I nearly threw up. And now I'm sober. It's like, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's like seven, seven hours, something like that. I mean, we got there, and I remember we heard Pyro go off for Ryback, and that woke Tyler oh. up enough to go, "Guys, hurry up! I want to boo the shit out of Ryback." <laughs> and I'm there, I'm there in my pink Bret Hart shirt, a uh, cowboy hat, and cowboy boots that were not mine, and I'm trying to run, and I, you can't run in cowboy boots, so it was more like I was speed walking, like an 85 year old man, just trying. <laughs> <laughs> to make Man. it to boo a wrestler we didn't like. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I for my bachelor party a hundred years ago, we went to Armageddon two thousand seven. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 What's the main event? Cena and No no. I'm thinking of a different one where it was like a triple threat with Edge, uh Triple H and Jeff Hardy where Jeff Hardy won the belt. But I do believe it was John Cena and Edge. I could be wrong. Those two had great chemistry, so I'm sure it was a good. Match. We booed the crap out of John Cena. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. everyone did. And booed the little kids that were cheering. That's messed up. Booing yeah. little kids is not okay. It was my bachelor party. I get it, but still, we were booing the little kids. That's not the best. Match. In a trolley way. In a truly way. Trolley. Trolley. Okay. Not like seriously bullying the kids, but like giving the kids a little. Yeah, he sucks. That kind of a thing. Very mature. Yeah. Very we mature. Were, this was also 100 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you were, what, 21, 22? Yeah. You were there, weren't you? Yep. Yep. And I'm sure little kids were like, those grown men are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be a grown man. We are so bad. We were like at the top row, too. <laughs> yeah, we were like way at the <laughs> top. <laughs> uh, good times. Mm. That was my only wrestling event I've gone to. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Go to indie shows. Indie wrestling is the best live, in my I opinion. I want to. I just don't know any of the federations. That Glory are right Pro. Is it around? Yes. Uh, it's in Collinsville, so it's a bit of a drive, oh. but it's fantastic. They get they brought in guys from Japan. Like, um, yeah, You should just avoid going to Illinois uh, if at all possible. I mean, okay, but I'd say you'd see <laughs> some fantastic wrestling. So, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember some of the guys they brought in. I remember Mara Fuji, who's a fantastic wrestler with uh, pro, uh, pro Wrestling Noah. Um, I can't believe I'm forgetting some of the new Japan guys that they've had, but it's they're really good. We should go see uh, Brian. 
I'd love to go check out some of Brian's matches. I, I know that he does a great job of mixing up like comedy stuff when he wants to, or just being a great wrestler. He's very good. Well, we need to make a date and go. Yeah. Sometimes he goes into central Illinois so we could go to Peoria, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I make my vacations very sexy. Kansas City, Peoria, oh man. Soon it'll be Des Moines. And Branson. No. <laughs> Lincoln? I'll go I would go to what, Lincoln, Illinois? Is that what you're saying? Or Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. I would go to Lincoln, Nebraska before I would go to Branson. Really? Okay. Yes. Really? I what do I what's there to do in Pentecostal Disney World? Oh um, the your lake? hands are going like crazy. So the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Hard pass, friend. Oh. Hard pass. I've been there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's great. It's the best pro shop. Yeah. <laughs> you want to give me indigestion? Ugh. Um, there's that Yermoff, Slogloff, whatever his name is. You didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> said made nothing. that up. <laughs> <laughs> you just trying to make it sound, oh, I, I know things. I've heard a fart. <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing. Dolly Parton's there. What about, I could go to Dolly World for that. Um, Where's Dolly know. World? Isn't that in Tennessee? I thought it was in Branson. <laughs> no. <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in Branson. Get out. I'm getting my phone out for that one. I I know she has like two spots, but there is a, like a huge Dolly yeah, World. Yeah, there's a Dolly World in Branson. Is I'm going to look it up. Bumped in the bottom? Yeah, it's bumped in the bottom. Rough. Mm. Bumped in the bottom. Rip. That sounds like a very fun song. <laughs> Bump in the bottom. Okay. Bump in the bottom. Oh, Branson. Dolly. I've Earl. been there too many times. That just sounds so bad to me. Okay, it's in Tennessee. Okay. Well, there is something of George her. In oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm i with you. I have no reason to ever go back to Branson. I mean, the lake of the Ozarks. Isn't that two separate things, though? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the Branson's Lake of the Ozarks like, is like just south of Columbia. Yeah. Branson is south of Springfield. Yeah, is it? Yeah, oh. there's another. There is another lake over there. Is You're that, not wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Lake of the Ozarks. Though, I'm kind of over Lake of the Ozarks. I am too. I don't think I would enjoy Lake of the Ozarks too much. Now, this is me who's never been, but I just don't have the interest in it because it's like okay, you can go out on a boat and drink. All right. Well, I don't really want to do that. I would rather drink. Or go on a boat. I mean, it's like the sad Cancun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then I'd rather go to happy Cancun. Yeah. Actual Cancun instead of the Midwest Cancun. Yeah. 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 A lot of drunk white people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I'd rather go to happy Cancun than sad Cancun. (laughs) Or as I call it, Pentecostal Disney World. It's uh, Las Vegas of Ned Flanders ran it. There you go. Yep. There you go, folks. But without the casinos... Yeah. Yeah. That's all Vegas. I'm, Vegas doesn't super interest me other than maybe going to like see some UFC fights. That would be it. Yeah, I have no interest in Vegas either. Yeah. Me either. Kate wants to go sometime. I'm like, all right, we got to plan it around a time I can go see some UFC fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have a friend who is getting married later in October, mm-hmm. and I'm one of his groomsmen. And they were talking about going to Vegas. Ugh. I really hope I don't have to. Ugh. But those plans have not been finalized, at least Ugh. as far as anybody has told me, despite me being a groomsman. Would you rather go to Vegas or would you rather go to Branson? Oh. I'm probably, asking probably Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Branson just because it's a shorter trip. Uh, yes, but I, what I would prefer, because it's like four or five hours to get to Branson from here, or I can get on a plane and go straight to Vegas. Yep. 
And also, if you fly like with Allegiant Air, it's pretty pretty cheap overall. Mm-hmm. I would say one thing with Vegas, it's supposed to have a lot of good food there. A lot of good chefs apparently go to Vegas, so the hotels have like a really good spread. So that See, might be okay. I just told the story about how I went to a diaper party and we're out in the sun for like three hours, and I got massively sunburned. Going to the middle of the fucking desert, <laughs> yeah, isn't what I want to do. I get that. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I would prefer to go to vegas over like vienna or venice or anywhere in europe probably it's not the ukraine or russia or belarus we'll leave them out too uh but yeah i don't know branson and vegas vegas i agree i think vegas probably mostly because i've not been to vegas and i've seen branson very true very true i like driving that's so. not, we're only saying facts here, folks. Mm. Only facts. That's why I would pick Branson over Vegas. I get, it. I get but that. But you've never flown. Nope. Once you fly, maybe you'll see, oh, it's not that bad. Nope. All right. I, I, <laughs> on that level, I get it. Because uh-huh. I have the same issue I think you do, is you don't like being away from your car. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I, I just, I have a very logical brain, and it's like, so I'm going to spend a lot of money be on a plane to then spend a lot of money to then have to rent a car. Depends on the vacation where you go. That is the key because I mean I have driven to see my buddy in Colorado mm-hmm. a handful of times. My best trip was the one time that I flew out there. One, it only took me two hours to get there instead of a sixteen-ish hour drive to get there. That's like eight to get to Denver. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it'd be about. The flight's probably about three hours, but then the drive is no. That's right 13. because I when last time I went, I had left at like well, six or seven, and then I got there like four or five, something like that. Okay, Denver's only eight hours. Yeah, of a drive. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it's, it's closer to twelve. No, it's not. Yeah, let's look that. Dallas up. is twelve, and Dallas, I'm pretty sure, is closer. No. We're gonna look up Denver. Here we go. Denver, Colorado. Well, also, I, I, had, I had to go north to Fort Collins. Fair enough. Come on, right? Yeah. So it's I've got it as eleven hours and forty minutes, which seems a little generous because you could probably make it in eight hours. I have made it in eight hours. Yeah, that doesn't what shock were me. You doing? Were you just was your car on freaking meth or something that it would go that fast? I mean, he has a pretty fast car, but you got to fill up. You got to pee. You got to get some food occasionally. I don't stop. I, I will stop I for it. gas station and pee, and then grab some gas station. Your Snacks? average speed had to be over 100 then. No. Uh, probably 75, 80. No, th- there's no way you could have made it in eight hours. I'm telling you, I did. There's no I've made way. Dallas in 10. I've made Dallas in 10 as well. Yeah. So I, get, I can believe that. But no way in hell could you make Denver I, I 100% did. What? Twice. <laughs> then you were doing some drag racing in Kansas, which is apparently pretty easy. No. Because no. it's flat as hell. Well, actually, I would say where we were was pretty hilly around Kansas City. And I said... Yeah, the first half of Kansas is pretty nice. It's hilly. There's yeah. scenery. Yeah. Uh, once you get that second half... I said to Kate, man, that John Denver's full of shit. She's like, who's John Denver? I was like, oh, God, man. so much is wrong with that. All right. She hates Dumb and Dumber. She watched like 30 minutes of it and is like, this isn't for me. I, like, ah. I It's also in Super Troopers. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's seen Super Troopers either. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's another good one. Yep. It is. Uh, so Mel Brooks, great guy. Yep. We love him. Yep. 
and watch his movies. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be. I'm gotta show Kate Men in Tights. Try to do it this weekend. So, one hundred percent. And Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs. I don't think I can do them all at this point. We, Marathon. We have to break them up. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you're going to like subject your heart to yeah. Mel Brooks. Well, we also want to watch rewatch the second season of Barry since the third season comes out uh, a week from Sunday. So, Yeah, I tried to get into Barry, and I watched up to like the second season, and it's kind of bailed. All right. Yeah, that's fine. I know. I suck. I like stupid. I like stupid stuff. Well, I'm going to make you guys all watch uh, Turbulence 3. And uh, that'll be our next show. Sweet. What's it on? Huh? Like platform? It's on Amazon. Okay. Uh, I have it bought. I don't know how you're going to find it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I might be watching it live for the first time. Uh, I'll figure it out. Cool. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to our D&D whenever we do that. Uh, Nick and I did talk about it. Uh, and then we're both working really a lot. Yeah. I understand. It's all good. So hopefully uh, sometime soon. Lovely. Yep. It is in the back of our minds. Um, yeah. I already have a character for it. Yep. Well, I think the first one is going to be a one shot. Mm-hmm. And Nick is making characters for us. Well, there's that too. What? So my character I don't get to use. I, Nick's going to make one? So your character that you made is my campaign that we're going to do way later. Oh, okay. The the one shots we're gonna do several one shots to kind of gel as a group and to get a time down and sweet yeah uh, because you don't know the other guy wow. yeah. I don't even know how to play and I'm so excited so that's part of the one shots so we can all groove together and become a party and then I will launch my campaign sweet who is our fifth man Ryan oh yeah does in does he live near me no Ryan there. yeah where do you live O'Fallon. Oh, no. Wrong direction. Dang, because I was really hoping to find someone that lived closer to me so that that way I could take an edible and I feel like it would be amazing. <laughs> you can always have Kate come. That's No, she would that's... not like that. <laughs> yeah, that's not... I'm pretty sure she would be like pissed like I have to pick up my husband from his play date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to Kate. stay married. <laughs> I tried to as well. That's a different story. And then, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>